Hi, I'm Mark Hummel. Welcome to the Harmonica Party. We're we'd like to invite you to be a guest at the party. You can do that by supporting us right here at Patreon. See you then. We go way back. I remember meeting you in the Walter Fields Blues Band. Man, oh man. Yeah, whatever that was, seventies something. Great things, man. Always. Well, back at you, man. You're a talented dude. I remember I knew you as a guitar player for all that time, and then I remember in the 1980s or somewhere I was somewhere, and you pulled out a saxophone and oh, started blowing like alto sax, like Louis Jordan, and I, I, then yeah. I heard you again playing piano, and you're playing like Charles Brown and Ray Charles. And I'm like. Damn, is there anything this guy can't do? No, man, do? thank you. You know, I, I tried, but um, I just, you know, I always loved playing uh, instruments. And um, my father had great records, and so uh, I just got into a thing where I, where I just really would just kind of stay home and play, you know. And, and then when I uh, kind of uh, got these records, my brother brought home from Vietnam, had these jazz records. That's when I started listening to these jazz things. And then, you know, just... Left to my own devices, you know. I mean, I, I bought this alto. My parents were very tolerant, man. They were just so how old were you when you started playing alto? Ah, uh, that was um, probably when when we had the, the Walter Fields bands, like because uh, I was listening to a lot of um, these saxophone records and uh, started listening to a lot of clean head and things. Right, right. Yeah, you can play the hell out of that. I just really, you know, but I had a wonderful time with clean head once. We got to back him up at a gig, and it was like uh, wow. It was really great, man, because it was at the Miramar Beach Inn, and, and these guys didn't know what we did, but they didn't think that we'd be able to play what he played. But, you know, I told the band, I, I know what he plays when he plays live, kind of what his set consists of, so I, I'm pretty sure we can do this, you know? Yeah. So these guys took me in a room, and they showed me this big stack of music, and they go, can you guys play this stuff? I go, I know I don't think we can play that, but we can play what he plays right now. Yeah. You know, and then... Now, was this the manager saying Yeah, it was like the guy oh, okay. from the club. So then Cleanhead comes in and goes, no, I think it's going to be fine. So, and it was, it was. We had a great time, man. It was, he was so beautiful, man. I have pictures, like, that we took, and it was just a gas. But, uh, like, he would do this thing where he would stand in front of the band, and he would hold, like, two fingers back behind his right. back. Right. Like, <laughs> my band would go, like, what is that? You know yeah. what I mean? And I would have yeah. to, you know, I guess what key it was in. But it was beautiful, man. So... You know, I just was into playing the saxophone. I just liked, uh, and so those are the, you know, I mean, I, that's really all I can play is that kind of blues thing, that, but that's what I really like. You, you know, play the hell out of it, man. Thank you, man. Now, did I see you back up Fenton one time? Yeah. In Lafayette, right? Yes. Yeah. Wow, man. I yeah. was there. Yeah. You were just, there was like nine people, I think. Yeah. Man. You were one of them. That was a great night, though. Man, you know. It was uh, a great night. I think people, because people, uh, because we were like very We're talking uh, about Fenton Robinson, by the way, Yeah, from Chicago. And, we, and we were very young, you know, we, and we were really excited to meet him and play with him, you know. Right. So we were playing with all this, and I think people thought we were trying to, you know, like do something more than what he was doing, but we were hmm. just so excited to play. So the the vibe I got from people at night, I thought we were like maybe trying too hard or something. But that was a great. It was night. really a great um, yeah. to meet him. He was such a gentleman yeah. and a wonderful person, man, and very knowledgeable. Had a lot of great things that he, he was he told me when we yeah. were just talking, you know. So well, he, could, just, he could really play and sing, man. Oh man, his voice. Yeah, his it, voice is something else. Incredible. That yeah, evening, really was, high. That really high voice. Yeah. Fantastic, man. Yeah. You know, and uh, that evening was uh, big because that's the first time I think I ever played like on on a stage with like a, a real guy. You know? Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You guys are great. Was was Andy with you then? Yes. Andy Just. Yeah. Right? Andy Just was on our. Yeah. Yeah. Was that Walter Fields? Was that what the, that was, or was that yeah, your gig? That, yeah, that was that was a band. We like we had that band. It was like we named after my dad. And, right. And, uh, right. But yeah. And that was the first time I ever really played like with a real guy. Chicago guy. Yes. Wow, that's heavy duty, man. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's funny, man. All that stuff from way back, I remember a lot of that stuff very well. Man, you know, I was you thinking know. about it when I went to do the, the the thing that we did that you invited me to, and uh, Yoshi's. Yeah, all of the blowouts that you've had, and I mean, you could make two documentaries just on the things 
because all the different personalities over the years, I mean, you've had some of, you know what I mean? I've worked with a lot of great people, well, but exactly. so have you, though. But yeah, I mean, so just, you. you know, uh, it's, yeah. it's, 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 a, it's really a gas, man, because well, you've thanks, done man. beautiful things. You keep it running, like, on time. <laughs> which is way, which is difficult that's to do. Hard to do. Everybody man. starts yes, playing this stuff. It's yes, like you know what I mean. You have to kind of. Yeah. But that's why I put a clock up there a lot. It's of times. beautiful, man. Yeah. I really, I had a beautiful time yeah. at that day. Yeah, yeah. You're great, man. I'm glad you're a part of that. That was, uh, that was a great thing we were able to do for Sonny's family, and and they they made a a lot more money than they were expecting. I was really thrilled to yeah. just be there, man. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah, it was great. And saw a bunch of cats today. Yeah, Curtis and yeah, yeah Curtis so Salgado. It was great. And and you're on Alligator Records now. Yes. Like Curtis Salgado is. Yeah. And, and I, that's that's fantastic, man. I'm, I swear. I'm I, really happy to see your success, Chris. Because you're you, somebody man. that's been doing it for years and years, and it's kind of like sometimes I don't think people give. Credit. I mean, somebody of your talent stature is just, you know. But, you know, I mean, there's so many guys that play beautiful stuff. And, you know, I was uh, always happy just to have some jobs. And Patrick Ford was beautiful because every about eight years he'd say, you know, hey, you want to put something on the rocket? Right. So he'd keep right. me in the conversation kind of by yeah. doing that, you know? Yeah, he did. And you made some great records, man, over the, over the last uh, 20, 30 years, man. I mean... Uh, I can't remember whether it was Pat's label where you did one that was a tribute to BB. Was that yeah? That was Pat's yeah. label. Man, that was fun. That was the most fun I've ever had. That was had. an unbelievably everybody great played record. at the same yes. time. Like I'll set up yeah. in a circle and play these tones yeah. and you know to get, try to get those tones that he got. Yeah, you was, did a great job. It was a blast, man. Really, yeah. was, that was one of the most fun records I think yeah. I ever made. And you did a great one on Little Village, the the, the one. Uh, oh yeah, that was that was a gas, man. Because yeah. um, that wasn't going to be a record. That was just like a love letter I did to my late father, like of all okay. the kind of blues that he really does. Yeah, and you were doing like a lot of guitar slim. And, yeah, yeah. Just, did you do some T-bone? I mean, not T-bone, but uh, uh, I was thinking you did something besides guitar slim on there that was I had yeah. never heard you do. Man, I, but there were some different things. Like I did um, these kind of Ray Charlesy ones, and uh, right, uh, one kind of muddy one, you know. Uh, right. See, I'd never heard you do that. And yeah, um, yeah and it was like you know, uh, I didn't even think about it today because it was like I was thinking. And so I, I knew that kid knew Aki, and, and so Aki came and played on it. But I was thinking, God, you know, as many times as like Gary Smith has let me play with his band, and I've been seeing him since I was, you know, an amoeba. Right. That like, <laughs> you know, I, I didn't think, you know, because it would have been so great to have him on that, that, that track, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, you know, so I, I've been really lucky just that uh, I had a band and that, uh, you know, I figured if I made my own band, I would always have a job, you know what I mean? Right. I would never fire me, you know? Right. <laughs> so... But um, yeah. well, you guys really had a scene. I mean, I, I look at the South Bay when I think of you know you and Gary Smith, you know Andy Just, uh, you know Muscle White was down there. Yeah, um, man. I remember. Matter of fact, there's another memory of mine was Muscle White. I think showed up to one of your guys. He either showed up or he was gonna show up to a gig you guys did in. God, where was it, man? Los Gatos or something? Probably. Like, that was around the same time as the Fenton gig, but maybe a little earlier. I think it was the first time I met you. Wow. And I thought Charlie either showed up or was going to show up, and it was a big deal. Man, you yeah. know, the, everything back then was really huge. It was like uh, just, you know, I mean, we would go to, like, Gary Smith's house. Right. And pull the car up outside and just look at the house and be like, I mean, who could be in there right now, you know? Because <laughs> at that time, it was like everybody he seemed to know was like a, a guy. Right, know? right. And we were just like all, you know, fanned up and stuff. It was yep. know, really bad. But Was that one-on-one? Yes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I mean, you just go there and just like... That, that place has a real uh, notorious history. Yeah, man, I mean, <laughs> because all... Uh, everybody was there, yeah, and, Tucker know, and And like Gary's Alberto band, and, like all the guys that came out of his band went on to like lead their own things and stuff. Was right, like Watson, like the, yeah. Man, I mean, you know, I met Watson, geez, like it was at Sammy Farella's house. I mean, he used to play like Peter Green, just like him. Right, like, I've heard that. And um, I got I got I got Junior to do some of that man, because, on this last run. Yeah. I mean, he is an incredible guitar player. He is. Always he has does been. the hell out of Peter. But Green's then stuff. that was yeah. his man, and I mean, yeah. it was unbelievably beautiful. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. he's just a master. 
Yeah. But, uh, you know, through through Sam, like I met Gary and I met like a lot of the fellas that, you know, I mean, I was at Sam's one day and Robin came by like to buy this mouthpiece, you know, and I was wow. like, you know, I mean, yeah. just was like, you know, yeah. all fanned up and stuff. But yeah. Well, that's funny because Robin Ford, I never thought about that. He plays the horn, too. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, I saw I saw Ray Charles play it on some television show, and I was like, wow. Right, man, right. This yeah, guy plays the alto, I yeah. mean, you know, and I yeah. totally dug right. that. And I was listening to a lot of, like, Lester Young and things. Wow. And um, so I got this alto, you know, and I was trying to, but, uh, you know, I mean, what, what happened was I just ended up, I could play, like, maybe a couple tunes in B-flat or F. I could play, like, in two keys, maybe, you know, something. And that, that was about it, you know. So then when this COVID thing happened... Uh, I got another, just a student model, because I don't want to play my good one when I sound crummy, but... And then I just played, like, I've been playing every day, you know, oh, so it's good. like... I, so you're back into it. I can, you know, I mean, I could never do this before, but, I, like, if I watch the fake book on TV, I can play about six tunes before they lose me with something, you know? Wow. So Because yeah. I just felt like before I could just play in B-flat and F, and, you know, I mean, so I just figured I want to respect the instrument and people, so I try to, you know... But I mean, Susan, you know, she she goes, when you play that thing, you make my skin crawl. I'm like, hey, man, you, you impressed the hell out of me the first time. The <laughs> first time I saw you play, I said, what is it with this dude, man? He could just pick up anything and play the hell out of it. You know, man, it was just always, and my parents were really tolerant, you know, so I mean, like, I I would play that thing anytime I felt like it, and they never would really tell me to. Now, did you start with guitar? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, but my, my father always had a piano at the house. and So you were playing both, really? I would you just, just mess, mess around, around, you know? But yeah. then after I really started paying attention to Ray Charles, I just you know Charles Brown. I was like, those guys were like huge at my house. That my parents really loved pianists, you know. Like yeah. Otis Spann was like a wow, was a god in my house. That's like, something. Charles man. Brown. When we backed up Charles Brown, my parents were like, so oh god, yes, yeah. I mean, they were over the moon about yeah. that, you know. Yeah. And my yeah. band, you know, they were like, you know, we're gonna, you know, so we're playing with those Andrew, You're playing too too loud. Charles so, lived like literally half a mile from my house. No in kidding? Yeah. He was such a beauty. Yeah, man. he was a great guy, man. But my band so played cool. so loud that night that, like, by the end of the night, his voice was totally blown out, right? He, and he, you know, he. Charles. Like, some guys would have just, you know, taken us out back and killed us or something, right. you know, but he was so sweet. And they used this again. Wow. Like, to the fellas, they go, yeah. not this time. But my parents were so, man, they were so proud. Oh, that, I can imagine. Know, they, yeah. Well, he was. He was one of the real icons. I mean, you know, no there wouldn't kidding. be a Ray Charles no. if it wasn't for Nat Cole and No, and I mean, Charles you Brown. know, like, those records my father would play, you know what I mean? You just hear Black Knight. I mean, to this right. day, it's like make the skin on the back of my neck. Same man. here, man. Just like, yeah, it's like he's um, was just an, an incredible pianist, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I learned so much. I learned so much about other guys from hearing him. Like Errol Garner, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, those are all these guys, these pianists that I learned about, Art Tatum, and all these guys that he turned me on to. Unbelievable. Yeah, if he hadn't turned me on to a lot of those guys, I never would have really known about them. You know, when I was thinking about this, you know, I mean, like you, like were very close with like Cool Papa, all those gentlemen yeah, that, like, yeah. you know, all, the, all the cats around here, man, and. Uh, I mean, you could write two books just on the amazing things that you well, know. Well, I did write a book. I mean, I didn't know that. I'll give you one. Oh man, that's beautiful. I just got more today. <laughs> I was thinking about it like so many times. I said, man, you could do a documentary just on the, your harmonica blowouts. Well, I'm you... go, I'm I'm going to give you both the book that I wrote and the CD that oh, I have. Man. That was uh, I had it at the Sunny Roads thing, and it's it's basically an anthology of all the the guys like Sunny and, oh, man, and, really and Cool that. Papa and yeah. Thank you, man. Yeah. Yeah, because, man... Johnny I mean, Waters. Yes. I mean, the, yeah. you know, it's like, the, it's just, like, as time goes on, you know, I don't you, I don't think about those gentlemen, as, you know, because they, they used to be playing all the time. They were all the time, yeah. Uh, anywhere, they'd be somewhere. Yep. And um, they were really... There was a great scene around Special there. gentlemen, you know yeah, what I mean? there was a great scene. Me being, like, a young character, you know, come around there, and, you know, I mean, they were very... Um, and and JJ Malone, man. JJ was one of my heroes, uh, man. Like when he came out with that forty-five of Danger Zone, my father brought and that it's home. It's a shame, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, it, yeah. it blew my. I mean, it was yeah. just like that's astronaut harp on it. Oh, uh, yeah. it figures, you know. Yeah, that's a great record, man. I mean, my yeah. father brought that thing home, and he was like, "Wait till you hear this." It was. Yeah. Like, I never heard of JJ Malone. Right. That, but man, it, that's a great record, and yeah. he used to go get all his records at this place in Oakland called Wolf's. 
Oh, I remember that vaguely. And that's yeah. why you go, like, one time yeah. he brought home, like, Rudy Ray Moore or something else. <laughs> wow. He didn't go over that well, you know. So went, that went cool, to the trash, man. and then I went and got it. You that's know? cool. But, yeah, yeah my dad was, uh, was a beautiful cat because he would know where B.B. King was playing way before Thriller's gone, like, at these little clubs, like, the Swahili Room and, like... Uh, San Jose? Yeah, or, like, in, you know, Oakland, wherever. Like, anywhere in the Bay Area, if he was playing, he'd go, you know? Wow. But it would be like he would play like maybe twice a year at the San Jose Civic, so we would never miss him when he came in, right. you know. So I got to see him. Now, did you meet him as a youngster? Yeah, and it was a... It was How a, old were you? Oh, man, the, the first times I ever went, I, I just, I don't even remember. It was like I was three and four years old, right? But I would wow. go, like, we'd go, and then after that, we'd go get pancakes or something. So that was the big draw. <laughs> get this hat with sparkle with your name on it. You know? so that was the draw, but... I knew these guys were incredible from, like, I mean, the first time I ever saw B.B. King, I knew that was really incredible stuff. Yeah. I'd, ne I'd never yeah. seen anything like that. I mean, just the way he looked so good and his band was incredible. They looked great. It was like, I mean, the sound of that guitar, I never, I mean, since right now I get, like, goosebumps. Right? Think. So I got to see a lot of those kind of fellas, yeah. you know what I mean? Because yeah. if they were around, my, my father would always take us to go see them, you know, and... Uh, you know, him being a cat in a suit, you know what I mean? Like, they would just think he was with the band a lot of times. So he, he would just be come and go, take me back, you know, to meet fellas that, you know, I was... Oh, just, your dad, people thought, was in the band? Yeah, you know, because yeah. he just have a suit yeah. on and stuff, and huh. suit and tie, and they think, oh, he That's must be interesting. with the wow. band, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah. when we went to see uh, Freddie King, Albert King, and Mata Hoople at the Fillmore. Wow. And so we're sitting there, and my pal goes, hey, is that your dad up there? And my dad's handing Freddie King a drink, right? Wow. And he's on the stage, and I go, yeah, that is my dad, you know A buddy mean? of mine was backstage at that show, and he said, Albert, he said Freddie was giving Albert a bunch of crap about it. He goes, man, you can't even play Hideaway. I, they, they, they got into a thing, like, because Freddie King, uh, Albert King goes, Freddie King's the only guy I know that can eat with his eyes closed. They were saying all this stuff. They were going back. And, and, I, and when I got there, Albert King was looking around uh, in the back, like, on the floor. Like, he's walking around, looking around on the floor. And he picked up a match, and he folded it in half, and he put it under the E-string because it was fretting out on the neck. And I was like... I mean, you know, I'm thinking he has a guy that probably tunes it. Right. You know, and, and I mean, I think, you know, he let me, I go, can I play? He goes, no, I got to sit to well. I want it now. Albert said Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Can, can I play? He goes, no, I got to sit to well. I want it now, but you, you can. So he let me hold it, and I was like, yeah. whoa, man. It was like, you know, but. He was really nice to me the time I met him. We he, opened for him one time. And he was, was really like nice. so sweet to me. Yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah. it, we opened up for him at JJ's, and, you know, they would tell him, hey, let him sit in, and I. And he's like, no. And I was like, man, don't make him. I don't want to. Right. You know, I, I just am happy to be here right. to see this, to right? To see him, yeah. And then uh, he, he let me sit in, right? Because he saw our set, and he was standing right here. Like, I could smell the pipe, and he was standing right like next to me. He's going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm like, <laughs> so then he called me up to play. And, man, I mean, he, he came after. Like, he, he took the first solo. He played... <laughs> All this stuff just demolished, yeah. yeah. And, and I was just, I've been like Albert it up because I've yeah. been watching him for yeah. like a set. So I, I was like, look. So then I come in, bang, and he whipped his head around like he looked at me and he goes, It's gonna get dangerous up here now. <laughs> and I'm just, you know, That's oh, great. I'm totally you something. do, you play the hell out of Albert. King, I just, right? you know, yeah. I, I loved him, man. You play you know, the hell I out of him. I love him today, but so we went back and forth, and after that, you know, he said this whole nice thing. My mother and father were there. It was like, I mean, it was just like an unbelievable evening, right? And then uh, we went to play in Memphis, and he, he came to he, every time I would play in Memphis, he would come to our gigs, oh, and that's it nice. was like, I mean, yeah. I mean, one time he brought Otis Clay to the gig, you know, and it was just it was a mind blower to me, yeah. you know, because because oh, yeah. I mean, I know he could be grumpy and stuff sometimes, but I heard he was a great guy. He was so. I sweet, always heard man. that about it. Oh, I, um, I mean, it, it really. Uh, like, oh, you're talking about Albert? Yeah. Okay, I thought you were talking about uh, Otis Clay. It's the greatest thing. Yeah, Otis Clay was really super I nice. I heard he was really nice, yeah. But, you know, Albert was... Man, Albert could be grumpy. Uh, I mean, yeah. I would not want to be his sound guy. And and, and the thing was, like, <laughs> like at that period, he was, like, using, like, these pickup bands that were, like, maybe rock guys didn't really know his material. Right. Right. So then they'd be playing the wrong stuff. Then he'd get all grumpy. I mean, right. I have this one video of him in, in like, Helena. And he's taking all the mics off the drums, oh, and he's got them under his arms. They look like twigs, man. They're like all these mic stands. 
You know, and and when he passed away, it's like, because he'd always come to the gigs, and we'd sit and talk for, like, hours, like, and it was wow. beautiful. And we were going to, like, play and tour with him and be the backup band, play, like, some tunes, and then he'd come on and play. Because he, he was using guys that didn't even know his stuff, right? Right. And so he was really excited about that. I mean, we were thrilled. And then he had the heart attack, you know, right. and he passed away, and it was like... Um, Man, it was devastating because uh, it was we like, saw him two days before he died. Yeah, we're I, in we're in Memphis. Wow, because it was like um, we went to see him at Emeryville. He came to um, Kimball's East or whatever it was, and I knew something was fishy, man, because he yeah. just seemed really kind of down, weak, and his yeah. voice was kind of croaky, not like yeah. not like normal. And uh, he goes, "No, nah, I'm feeling kind of tired. I'm going to go back to the hotel." And I was like, "Okay, I'll see you when I go to Memphis." And Man, you know what I mean? I know Rusty and Ronnie James, they were playing with me at the time, and they went to Blue City Cafe, and he was in there eating, and they, they sat there and talked to him for he would always about go 10 minutes, and they said he was in a great mood. And, hey, he, he was such a and then guess. The next day, we were driving down to Jackson, and, and they go, Albert King passed. Yeah, um, man. I mean, weird. it was like he was going to um, Kroger's and getting, like, Digel because he thought he was having, like, indigestion. Oh, yeah, yeah, but it was yeah. Probably, the doctor yeah. said it was probably a little heart attacks, right? Right. Wow. Man, it was just a tragedy, I swear, mm -hmm. you know? And uh, He mean, was badass, of, though, man. Of all the guys that I have ever yeah. met, I mean, because he, he's just, like, I mean, a force of nature, you know? Yeah. I, mean, the first, I saw him one time at the bodega for, like, three nights in a row, and I just... Sat in front of Zamp and yelled till I lost my voice for like a month. My, yeah. my parents yeah. were thrilled. I mean, it was like, yeah. I couldn't talk. It was just like, he was so, I mean, he came in with a Togo sandwich and he sat down at the bar and he just started eating a sandwich at the bar. And I was like, wow, man, he just comes right in yeah. where everybody is. And I was yeah. like, I totally loved that about yeah. him, you know? I was behind his amp one time at, at San Francisco Blues Festival, that big old amp oh, yeah, he had, and I was just right behind it. It was like otherworldly, hearing it from there. I swear. Yeah, it was otherworldly. I mean, he's just, you his know. His tone was just so monstrous. Incredible. And if you shake his hand, it's like sticking your hand inside a yeah, beanbag chair. Like, yeah, right. It's like gigantic, you know? It's like. I know. Yeah, he yeah. was a wonderful person, and yeah. uh, really, uh, I'll never forget all the times I got to just sit and talk with him, you know. That's cool, man. It really was. Oh, so, I mean, did you ever get to play with BB at all? No, we opened a show, though, like at uh, the Cabaret, and, and it was, man, I mean, it was really a guess we were going to, like, play there with BB King. It was, like, just a huge thing to be doing. And um, so we play our set, you know, and the band plays really, because we were excited about doing that. And then... Um, I went outside in the parking lot because I was just like, the pressure was off. I mean, because you had to sell tickets at that place and do all this stuff. Where so, was the cabaret? Where was it? Was, it was there right by um, the Garden City in, uh, right off of um, uh, Stevens Creek Boulevard in oh, Saratoga. Okay. And uh, like, uh, it was a big place. And so you had to sell tickets, like, you know, when you play the gig. And it was like they would check and see how many. <laughs> so it was like there was all this kind of pressure. And it was already <laughs> just playing with BB. You want to do good, you know? Right. So, but. That night, so I, I go outside and I'm just like, man, the pressure was off. Just like taking a moment, to just go, wow, that really did happen. And then these guys from BB King's uh, circle of folks, they yeah. come and they go, come with us. And I thought, you know what I mean? And they took me in this room and, and BB sit there with a towel around his neck and his guitar, but he hasn't played yet. And he goes, hey, hi. And he goes, wasn't that a clean head Vincent tune you played? And I go, yeah. I was like, well, that's nice. And so yeah. he, he's telling me, and he goes, that's you know, great. I have Michael Bloomfield's pick. I have all these guys. Can I have your pick? And I go, baby, you could have the guitar. And all these guys started laughing. But it was like, you know, I mean, he didn't have to do any of that. But he that's just. That's so cool. Yeah. Every time I've ever seen him, that's how yeah. he was. It was like he'd go wet. Very gracious. Like, yeah. You know? Friendly. Yeah. I mean, as a little kid, yeah. he would just look you right in the face and talk yeah. to you like you were a yeah. grown person. You know, and I, I loved that about him. I met him when I was about 16. I went to a college, and he did a workshop. Oh, man, that would have been fantastic. It was incredible. He did a workshop of where all his influences were from. Oh, that's beautiful. And he sat there, and he played, like, Django. He played yeah. Charlie Christian. He played Tampa Red. Yeah, man. Lonnie Johnson, T-Bone. Yes. Uh, Buck of White. I mean, he played every guy that he was influenced by. And it was like, these were all names I didn't know until he mentioned them. Man, I'm telling you, you know, and you it's know? like... Uh, and when, one time we, we saw him at, at Winterland, we were back there, and, and he, he, he studied this thing called the Schillinger 
music, uh, it's like instead of notation, it's like a graph. Like, and that's how you read this music. And I mean, it's like 10 times harder to learn to just read regular music. It's like this graph. Wow. I mean, and he learned that. That's what he. That's incredible. He came in and he had like a big bunch of sheets, like, like this long thing like this under yeah. his arm and then his guitar bag and his coat. And it was like, wow. That's like serious. I mean, but, I mean yeah. like to, to, A guy that was illiterate. I swear, you yeah. know, it was like, because yeah. reading notes would be such a piece of cake compared to this. Gra- yeah. I mean, it's like these little graph squares. Yeah, it's it incredible. Like, yeah, insane. But yeah. he was a, just a wonderful person. You know, and it's great that there are like some guys that were in the world of that music that were like, Nice gentleman. Approachable. Because like, yeah. some guys were more surly and you right. know, just didn't want to talk to little kids and stuff, you know, but right. uh, that really uh, went You know well. who else was really good with kids was Cotton. You know, I, I Cotton was always so happy to hand the harmonica to some, it, some youngster that was playing on stage with him and then just, awesome. you know, turn it over to him. And I think part of that comes from those guys being kids when they started. Yeah, I think so, And that they had mentors, you know. Because they were kids. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing, man. Cotton was another guy that, like, the first time I ever saw Cotton, I... Ferocious. Because Sammy Varela, yeah. like, told me, he goes, hey, man, Muddy's coming to uh, Winterland, yeah. and he's not going to be around. Like, you should go see him. I go, yeah, I'm going to do that. So I went, and it was like Cotton opened up for Muddy. I, right. I can't remember, but, man, they started off the thing, and he came out. And did like a somersault, somersault. Yeah. into the creeper, and yeah. I was like, yeah. "Man, I mean, you know, that's yeah. etched in my." Yeah. St- I, I hate it that I never saw him, got to see him do that. Uh, that was like yeah. the coolest thing I've ever that seen in coolest. my life. Yeah, that's the coolest. I mean, and landed. The, 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 right. The, the, I mean, he planted that thing. It was like, yeah. And then, it's just he like he did that all the time too. Whoa, yeah. man. that was like part of his act. Yeah. Yeah, and it was like those first records with like Luther and everybody. Yeah, Luther Tucker. Yeah. Um, Incredible records, yep, man. Yeah, I agree. Those first two were like my Bibles. I, you know, and it Those shows, things, man, because, you know, you know my, my father really is like Muddy and Sonny Boy and all. Th- those were like all his guys. But then, you know, he loved B.B. King and then he, 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 he became a big fan of Albert, you know. And um, Sounds like he was a big jazz Well, you know, too. he, he yeah. really didn't listen to a lot of jazz. Really? He was mostly um, just like, you know... Uh, like Sunny Boy, Muddy, really, like those, wow. like, the, and then like his uptown stuff would be like, you know, he put on like, um, you know, um, Little Milton or um, interesting, uh, yeah, you know, but they they loved like, uh, I mean, like you know, all slow blues, like you know, um, that one they had that one record that had Black Knight on it. I think every tune on there was a slow blues, and it was an incredible record, right? Was this Charles Brown? Brown? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. Like, yeah. And I go, see, you you could make a record where every tune was a slow blues. I, I mean, was, there's nothing boring about that to me. I at agree. All. I go, that's, that's how I look at it too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the funny thing is, those guys they'd start with a slow blues. I swear, you man. You know, Muddy or, or BB, they'd start with. I, I get goosebumps right now when you say that because yeah. it's true. That's yeah. the only cats yeah. I've ever seen do that. You know yeah. what I mean? That's right. Most yeah. of us couldn't. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, Muddy was. But great. I'm the same way. I slow blues for me is it. And like Sonny Boy, yeah. you know, it's like my brothers, yeah. my, my older brothers, they love Sonny Boy. And, you know, it's like, a, but I mean, I just, uh, after I saw B.B. King, it was like, uh, man, that changed, it just changed me. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, uh, he always looked great. His yep. band always was tight and good, you know, and he was nice. It was just like, but he looked incredible, man. He yeah. just looked, I mean, his he suit, he just... Yeah. Always immaculate. Uh, yeah. He looked fantastic. Well, I think his big thing, from what I gather, was really presenting the blues as this classy he, thing. He did, man. He really wanted to present the blues. I mean, a friend of mine said a great thing. He goes, B.B. really was not about B.B. He was about blues. Yeah, he was he, about presenting this to the world. He's the perfect yeah. um, like, ambassador. Uh, ambassador, kind of, totally, yeah. man, because yeah. he's a nice fella, yeah. man. He's, you know, very yeah. humble. I mean, like, I watched that thing with uh, Ralph J. Gleason, and, and he's talking. Right, about, right, he goes, right. Well, what, what, what would you like to do? He goes, well, I'd like to play for as many people as I can. And I go, everything he said he wanted to do, he did. Yeah. Like that, on yeah. that thing, I go, he did all that stuff. And that's when he was down to, I think, a quartet or something. Yeah. He didn't even, he couldn't afford horns Yeah, at that I think point. he had, like, sometimes. He had one like, horn, yeah. 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 So, Man. you know, I mean, you got to figure... 
or no, he was down to a five piece, I think. So, you know, he was at a point in his career where he was really struggling at that point. Yeah, Sid Seidenberg comes in there, you know, and really right, and just blew him up. I mean, because yeah. all of a sudden you could see yeah. B.B. King on television. It was like, right. you yep. know what I mean? That was yeah. incredible. I mean, because you'd see Ray Charles all the time on TV, you know, and that was right. Great. Right. Man, seeing B.B. King on TV was just a yeah. gas, you know what I mean? Did you ever get to work with Otis at all, Otis Rush? No, you know, I, I went to this thing. It was like Ronnie, it was like right after the Blues Festival in San Francisco, Ronnie mm -hmm. Earl was going to play at, at Sweetwater. So he goes, hey, come on down there. So I go down there, and as soon as I walk in the door, he goes, hey, Chris Gaines here, he's going to play. And he hands me this guitar. I just barely walked in the door, and I turn around and look right there, and there's Otis Rush standing there with his cowboy hat on stuff, and I'm like, <laughs> and he's like, you know, it was like, I didn't. That's, I, I, that's pretty intimidating. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, he was just standing there with his sunglasses yeah, on his head. That's pretty intimidating. And I was like, oh, wow, man. Did you fly? Yeah, well, I mean, you know what, I'm saying? <laughs> what were you going to do? <laughs> yeah, I was just, yeah. man, you know, it's just like, you know, but I didn't, I didn't go talk to him because it was just, you know, those guys, I just. Uh, yeah, I never, I never tried to talk to him. Talking to them. Yeah, I never tried to talk to him. Yeah. Be a past or anything, but yeah. you know, I mean, it's just like to see him just standing right there. Was, I know. It was yeah. a big thing. It's a big man. thing, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like uh, when I saw Snooks Eagling, you know, like. Right. The Snooks is another one, yeah. Because I've never been to New Orleans, right? Yeah, and but he was incredible. Man. Uh, unbelievable. Yeah, he's one of the most, he's the hairiest guitar player I've ever, ever seen play. God. I got to see him about six times. Man, I mean, his fingers yeah. were like, seemed longer well, than. And not just that, they were like double jointed. It was a trip, <laughs> man. I mean, it. Yeah, and and they go, hey, Snooks is looking for you. At, like after, and I'm like, Snook. They're wow. like, yeah, he's, he's in, he's in there. And I go in there, and I was like, hey, wow. Mr. And I, I said, somebody goes, shut up. <laughs> he was like, he, he was a character, man. He was, All right. Yeah, he was. <laughs> man, I mean, he sounded so great. And just those records that he did, where he's just playing acoustic mm -hmm. guitar and singing. I mean, it's like, mm. I go, this guy's like Ray Charles on the guitar. So Absolutely. Like, Sing his Absolutely. Uh, you Playing know, piano, like piano boogies on the guitar. Unbelievable, yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, he was outrageous. So many guys, like, from the, the New Orleans, you know, stuff that, like, are, like, uh, people that just are the innovators of Yeah. Earl King is yeah. another one that I just, I'm crazy about. Man, I got to meet him in Norway, you know, and he, yeah. had, a, he had a tape recorder on the table that he just would tape. He goes, hey, anytime I talk with people, I was just taping. Interesting. I know. I wonder I, if that I was, was for song ideas. I wonder. You know, I, 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 I was, I thought about that, and yeah. I, like after he like left the room, I told Patrick Ford, I go, I wonder if he does that like to get like song ideas or anything. He is. goes, yeah. He goes, huh? Because I was thinking, hmm. You know, it's just like, wow. You know what I mean? Well, you ever hear the story about that? His office was like the donut shop. <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> he would hang out at the donut shop, and that's where he'd get all his song ideas. Wow, that's yeah, that is in cool. New Orleans, yeah. yeah. Man, you know, I just heard this like Little Richard interview with Dan McCluskey again, and like he wrote all those. Oh, well, I would classes. love to hear that. It's it's on it's on YouTube. I, I gotta check that. Man, out. he wrote all those hit tunes, all that stuff that it, in one year. Oh, that's amazing! I swear to God, that I is go, amazing. I go, get out of here! Every one of those tunes, that's amazing. One year. That is crazy. I, I almost fell off the couch. That is crazy. I was man. blown out by that. Because yeah. every one of those is like a classic. I know. You know, it's like just yeah. stone classic. Yeah. One year. That's crazy. Unbelievable. Huh? And he was another force of nature, man. He's <sighs> he's somebody, have you ever watched the things from like, uh, there's some YouTube things of him in about 1963 in, in the UK? Oh yeah, man. Those are just, they're Incredible. amazing. Incredible. And He's I, like a ball of energy, man. And I saw this documentary. And him. looking great. Oh, dude. totally, man. He looks great. I, you know, he came on Dick Cavett one time, and Dick Cavett was kind of goofing on him about wearing his makeup and stuff. And, right. And he just goes, you know, because I am beautiful. He goes, I just have to, you know, it was, <laughs> it was, it was fantastic. You know, I've and, seen that one, and, yeah. and Jim Brown was on there, too, and Jim Brown's like, <laughs> and, he just like got this and he goes, you know, I would really love to do something right now if it's okay with you. And he goes, okay, what do you want to do? And he just got up off the the, 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 the stage and just ran up the aisle and goes, woo! And just ran all the way around and then came up the other aisle, woo! And just came around and he goes, oh. And Jim Brown's just like, and, and Dick Cavett, you know, saying all this stuff. I go, man, Dick Cavett, you know... You gotta be cooler than that, you know? You That's so cause, funny. Because he was really entertaining, man. Uh, when David... Uh, with the, the comedian David uh, Brenner. Brenner had a show, right. 
And and so Billy Preston was his band. Wow. And so when Little Richard came on, they both did a thing together, right? Oh, man. And it was incredible, right? Incredible. And so then David has Little Richard come sit on, on, the, on the couch and talk. And so he asked him one question, and homie just started blowing. And then when, when they got done, they finally went to commercial. When David Brenner comes back, he goes, I forgot to tell... Richard, that it's a 30-minute show. But it was like, he was making this thing. He just was going and going. He didn't want to cut away because it was, it yeah. was yeah. like totally interesting stuff. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, he has got some stories, you know. Yes, I mean, he that does. That band was like. Yes, and, he does. I mean, they, they have that one thing where uh, he was trying to get the movie Girl Can't Help It. So it's like his, his uh, uh, what do you call it, the um, screen test. And right. He, and he just plays uh, Long Tall Sally, just singing and playing it. And it's like. It's incredible, man. I go, is that on YouTube? Yeah. I got to find it. Yeah, it's that. like it's just yeah. his, his, his uh, screen test. And it's, right. it's, he's just looking at the camera with them eyes, man. He's like, you know. Really you know, the other one you got to watch if you get a chance is watch the thing where they did a tribute at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame to Otis Redding. Oh, wow. Watch that. And, and it's, it's Richard introducing, like, he basically introduces the whole award ceremony to Otis, Otis Redding. I bet that's incredible. Yeah, because Otis was a complete little Richard nut. Everybody, you know. Yeah. And then, you know, I read that book, his book, and like the guy Escalita that he got. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, right, from New Orleans. And it was even higher. It was like, right, right. right. He's like, man. It's like little Richard on steroids. Yeah, (laughs) that's exactly what you're saying, man. Yeah, Yeah. incredible stuff. But Dan McClossey's got some incredible. God, I'm going to check those out. I mean, it's like, I heard the one he did with Bloomfield. Yeah, you know, and the great thing about yeah. that was he went to his house. So right. then Bloomfield's all comfortable. I mean, you can hear him right. rolling like a jade. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, but he's totally comfortable, so he talks about everything. And the funniest part of that whole interview is like, he goes, he goes, well, was it dangerous in Chicago? He goes, man, a guy came in and slammed oh, yeah, his yeah, wife's yeah, head yeah, down yeah, on yeah, the bar. Right, he goes, well, right, right. that must have been very painful. Get this bitch a drink. Yeah, he yeah. goes, man, her severed head, man, right. her head. But you know what's great? He's like, oh. Musselwhite told me, he goes, that's all bullshit. I know. That he goes, that's just an urban legend. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can. They say you, you can never know for sure what he's telling you is a fact or not. Right. That, be, that's what Charlie said. He just ma- would make up stuff uh, so on the funny. spot. And Elvin yeah. Bishop, like you know, saying these things. You know, he goes like, he just get like so excited. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And Dan goes like, he came to my apartment. And he goes, I was on the second floor in San Francisco, downtown, and there was this jar of Skippy, the big jar of Skippy, when it was a glass jar. Right. And it was summertime. And he had his window open. And they were standing talking across the table. And all of a sudden, Bloomer just picks up this gla- this jar of Skippy and just throws it across the, the whole kitchen and out the second-story window. Jeez. And then he goes, Michael, what the hell? Kill and he goes, somebody. I don't know. Because he, <laughs> he said he did. I'm like, now, you knew him. I, I, like, I got to meet him. I'm right. Like, I thought you, I thought you guys Sam, kind of became Sammy friends. Sammy Varela was okay. like, I mean, oh, every time. Okay. He, I go to see Boomfield and Sam be playing his guitar and, and Boomfield be playing organ, you know? Right. He was Sammy a great was, piano player. Was, too. Yeah, he was, man. Really and, cool piano And player. great musicologist, you know? Really great. I didn't re- And I didn't, a great country blues player. I didn't realize yeah. all of that stuff. And then when I heard some of his acoustic just solo, oh, it's mind I was blowing. like, oh, mind man. blowing. Playing these beautiful gospel tunes, right? Yeah. And I mean, you know, uh, he was just uh, such an interesting cat. You know the I mean? best show I ever saw him do was him playing acoustic piano and acoustic guitar at a... He did a thing. Uh, Norman Dayron invited me to this, and this is free, the Maxwell Street movie they did. Oh, wow, yeah. The two of them did that. And, and uh, it was in Mill Valley at the film festival, and he opened the show with piano and guitar, and it was the best I ever heard him play. Yeah, all, man, he, all country blues. Uh, he was so incredible. I mean, just like yeah. he, he was knew an amazing about every, player. Uh, how, I mean, anything he would know about, you know. And uh, yeah. I, that just really, in, in uh, being a kid. Gee, I think we're musicologists here, aren't we? <laughs> well, you know what? I mean, just you know how it was. I mean, like yeah. when you first heard yeah. the, this stuff that just yeah. like made you, you couldn't stop thinking about it. It's like uh, yeah. it had the drawing power. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Like it just. You know, and I mean, I, I learned just from knowing people that play the harmonica that, like, I mean, it's like very, I mean, it's, you know, the, you can't kind of... Um, you can't shortcut it. I mean, you know, you've heard the guys in the yeah. line at the Fillmore, you know, and right. that's, that's right. that kind of playing. But then yeah. to actually play that thing, people don't realize what you have to... No. 
I mean, because, you know, it's like, okay, what, which harmonica am I going to use because you're in what key? It's like there's all this other stuff. Right. Yeah. And, uh, man, I mean, the first time I played with you cats like that, you know, I mean, I, I realized, holy moly, I mean, it's like they... You know, you gotta, you gotta, okay, what key are you in? Okay, then I gotta use this harp. Right. And then if I wanna play in second position, and get, yeah. so there was a bunch of stuff, you right. know, and uh, I really uh, got my mind blown. I mean, that's, you know, I would just really, because that, I mean, you know, I was, I'm all, if, if Rick Estrin comes up to play, like at something they're doing at Biscuits or something, right. I immediately just get, because, I mean, you have to know, the vocabulary. Right, you can't exactly. play That's right. crazy stuff. You gotta right. play. It's gotta uh, lock in a certain. Yeah, way. you know. Yeah. I mean, and it's like you yeah. know, I when I was a kid, like younger, I used to say, "Hey, these guys want to hear the scratches on the record, man. You can't, <laughs> you, can't you can't be, you can't be, because you know I mean? right. this is serious to these yeah, fellas. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and right. it is. You know what I yeah. mean? So I learned a lot about your world, man. Of just like, you know. Uh, because the first thing I had to do, because I was used to playing by myself, so I had my own terminologies for everything. I didn't know any of this music talk. And then I saw like a guitar explosion with like all these different guitar players, jazz guys, Joe Pass, Herb Ellis, bunch of guys, but they all had to play with the same jazz trio. Hmm. And T-Bone was there and Shuggy Otis. Wow. And so it was like the blues guys could do like a shuffle, maybe like a funky blues and then slow blues, but they, you know, they, they didn't really, have a communication with fellas to like go beyond that, you know? Right. And then I see Robin come up there with these guys and he kind of whispers like for about 30 seconds or something to them. And then it's like, it's like this whole arrangement. And I go, what the hell did he just say? Like, in, they must, he, they must have known in the 30 songs, seconds was, yeah. because he tells them this right. thing. And then they, they had an arrangement. And I was like, right. I got to learn this music talk. You know right. what I mean? Because, right. um, uh, you know, I just don't know how you would be able to communicate with us. This is the other thing I wanted to get into a little bit with you was just, you know, you're you're not just blues. You can really, I mean, I, and I'm I'm not just blowing smoke. No, 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 I, no. I'm just saying that when I heard like June Core's record, where it was like you and Little Charlie and I think Kid all playing some fast swing thing together. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, man, I heard that, and I just, like, I fell over when I heard the way you were playing. I was like, thank you, man. Man, this guy is just like, you were so in the groove, you know, the way you were soloing over. Because, you know, we got there, it was like, Charlie was there, and I'm like, hey, Charlie, you know, it's like, and Jimmy's there sitting at the organ, so then Jimmy just starts playing kind of what it's going to be, and I'm like... Oh, man, this is like, this is really but cool stuff. You right? were like right in it. So then I start playing, because I'm thinking Pat Martino. I'm like, because Jimmy's playing all the stuff. So I'm like, hmm, I yeah. start playing stuff. And Charlie looks at me really seriously. He goes, is that what you're going to play on this record? And I go, yeah. And well, he's like. I hate to say it, but you no, made you mince, you no, made no, mince no, meat of him No, on no, it. man. You, you, that, that night at, at June's record release party, because yeah. I really, we, we maybe said hi or something, but right. you came in and you were like saying hi, and you saw me, you go, hey, man. Did I tell you that that night? Yeah, I mean, I couldn't help it, man. I heard, the, I heard that cut, and I just went, God, I, I this is like the difference between a guy that really plays jazz mm -hmm. and a guy that wants to play jazz. No, I swear. And I'm not saying Charlie wasn't an awesome player because I played with no, a guy man, for he, a long time, but he was... Um, it, it was just like what Jimmy was playing right there. It was just like, man, it triggered this whole thing. I was just going, oh, because I... Well, you, know, you, were just, you were just so in it. Never get to do that kind yeah. of thing, right? So yeah. I was like, oh, this is gas, right? And we had a blast. And that day he goes, hey, we got to get together and just play some guitar, just like, you know. Charlie go, said that? And I said, yeah. Charlie, wake me up in the middle of the night to do that, man, because right. I'd love to. Right. Okay. Well, Charlie knew a boatload of. Oh, I know. Obviously, man. he knew more guitar than almost anybody. When, yeah. when I first met him, like in the early periods of the, that band that. Uh, when he was a harp player? Right, right after that, when he. Like, okay, when he just started, started playing guitar, yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah. man, and he was talking about um, Speedy West and. Um, right, right, right. I mean, so he knew. He knew all. Stuff. He got in a jangle real heavy. Yeah, too. and you know, yeah. um, he was just, man, a really uh, interesting fellow because he worked, those guys worked hard. I they, mean, worked they worked really hard, yeah. They worked like dogs, man. Yeah. They, play, they played yeah. all the time. And, uh, you know, he always brought it, man, every time he played and, and always had exciting stuff. And he had a very wide palette of yeah, man, guitar stuff that he listened to. That, that he was, really, he really he, was, uh, he was, I mean, a, I got turned on to a lot of stuff. He turned me on to like that. That Anito Day stuff with uh, 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 Oscar Peterson. Yeah. 
the yeah. Janice at the Phil Hellman yeah. stuff. Well, yeah, no, yeah. it was just it was just I think it was a, one of those Record. Verve records. Wow, that's got Anita O'Day and the Oscar uh, Peterson trio. Wow, that'd be back. I forget who the guitar player is. It's uh, Herb Ellis. Herb Ellis, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's great stuff. Yeah, and there's just there's so much great music out there. That's I mean that's the thing, and obviously. You're way hooked into, you know, now, now all you, the great stuff. You are from the Bay Area all your life. No, no? I'm from L.A. originally. Oh, wow. I moved up here right before I met you, probably an, a year or two before I met no you. No kidding. Yeah, like mid-70s, mid 75, wow. 76. Wow, that's interesting. That's when we it, met, man. yeah. Isn't that when you had Walter Fields? Yes, sir. Yeah. Wow, that's a guess, man. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. No, I'm from L.A., and, and, and that and the first guys I met were like Cool Papa. Then I met uh, Sonny Rhodes. Yeah. I met J.J. and Troyce. I met... Uh, Troyce is a nice fella, too, man. I met... Uh, I played with a guy named Boogie Jake for a minute, for about a year. And then I started playing with Johnny Waters in 70, late 76. Wow, man. Yeah. That's great. And J.J. Jones. Remember J.J. Jones? Guitar player? Yeah. But yeah. Man, it's like, that's like when they had like the Green Earth. Right. And all those right. clubs. Man, that's good I stuff. Used, I used to go down there and play and play once in a while, yeah. 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 You, you, man, you've done fantastic stuff. I mean, just like your, so have you, your blowouts alone. I was, I well, told thanks. Them. I wanted to invite you on to one if you're into it. Oh, man, you know, it's, they're fantastic. I mean, I'm just thinking over the years, all the fellas yeah. that you've had, that like no longer a lot of That's fellas. right. I mean, it's like, right. you know, like um, I was thinking about... Um, Snooky Pryor. And, yeah, yeah, and... Um, oh, Carrie Bell. Yeah. Cotton. And... Um, to one guy, he's like a sweetheart. Uh, God, I can't think of his name right now. I'm just, but uh, he was a Chicago great, guy. Uh, great harp player. I always liked to go fishing all the time. Oh, that was well. That was Lazy Lester. Yes, thank Lazy, you. He was, he was Louisiana. Yeah. I was drawing a blank there, yeah. but he was a, just a he was, he was a, a sweetheart and, and a character. character. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, hey, Chris. Yeah, <laughs> just being like a young fella, you know, and you go yeah. there like that. You know, he would just be very. Man, he, my favorite thing he ever said. He goes. Man, you don't wear that hat when you're having dinner with your mama, do you? <laughs> <laughs> and that's what got me to take off my hat at dinner every time. <laughs> that's beautiful, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, he he really was a was a great character. He I was mean, a real character, a great though. musician, and and, and he was he was a performer, killer man. guitar player. Yeah, he's a, as well as a great. Uh, he played banjo. He played. I yeah, swear. he was. He was Real multi-instrumental, man. Yeah, fantastic. And, uh, you know, just those gentlemen, you know, I mean, I just think it's great, man, because you knew those fellas. I mean, I, every now and then, like, uh, what's the guy's name? Sonny Buxton would be on, like, AM's Sunday, and he'd have, like, you know, like, one of those fellas, like, it'd be like some the fellas like Johnny Waters or somebody on right, there. Right, right. Like, in the morning. Yeah. But, uh, you know what I mean? And they played all the time in the city. Like, they were always somewhere. You know right. what I mean? Like, during the right. week, they, those guys played as much as they possibly could. Yeah. And uh, I got those guys out there big time. I, I got know, Johnny man. and Sonny. I think it's Johnny, just... Johnny Waters and Sonny Lane. I got Basically, we did we worked like mad for about I four think, years. I think that is the coolest thing, man, yeah. because, uh, you know, it was great for them. And it, you did, and it was great. You, you loved doing it, so it was like... Well, I did. Yeah, Fantastic, I mean, I, that was my man. education. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, it really was. You couldn't yeah. get a better one from no. those gentlemen. You no. know what I mean? They were they were the only guys playing Chicago blues in the Bay Area. And the real, I mean, that were older guys. The real thing. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's like well, as soon as you meet one of these gentlemen, you, you know, you just you realize that wow. Yeah, you know, they like, were they were. I mean, me and Sonny were. We used to talk every single day. And he yeah. he's very interesting. All those gentlemen. Sonny Lane. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, interesting man. It's beautiful that you you know you that that's part of your world because you, well, you you were I'm, like a, a, a many dates with those gentlemen and just you know knew them and you know just yeah, knew they them were great more cats than too. just a person you saw you know great and, cats to be around man. yeah so tell me about uh, the alligator record and and I noticed you've been touring more and and doing more festivals and stuff like that yeah, and yeah. I know the touring thing has been something you've kind of done. Sometimes you do it for a long time, and sometimes you, you back off from Yeah, I, you know, at one point I had a van, so then I, I toured a lot more because, you know, I had the vehicle, but then um, right. when that wasn't happening, you know, I would try to do it by renting vans and stuff, and it just would be just a loose, loose yeah. thing, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Losing proposition. No matter yeah. what. So 
I didn't really travel the states as much as I would like enjoy to, you know. And mm-hmm. um, and so with this alligator thing, it's like I really have to thank like Kid and Tommy Castro and all these other fellas that uh, know the folks at Alligator because. Right. Uh, <clears throat> I so they kind of got you hooked up. And yeah. I would have never thought that, like, they would even consider, because I think of alligator, I think of, like, Hound Dog Taylor, I think of, like, mm-hmm. that that kind of thing, and not, like, what Fenton, yeah, this Mish like Marshall, yeah. you know, I'd be playing, it's like, I just didn't never see that, you know? And so they, they were saying, hey, you know, you should, I'm going, well, I mean, because I sent, like, my first record, I sent a demo to Mystery Bruce, Glass, yeah. And, and he, he sent me this thing back saying that, you know, I was trying to sound black and all this stuff, right? And I was a kid, so I was like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Man, you know, huh? So then one time we was playing at, at Buddy Guy's and, uh, right. and he was there. Uh-huh. And so I go, you know, Mr. Eagle, I was here, you know what I mean? And he said that I was trying to sound black. My, my dad was blacker than his hair and he, he, he didn't have a problem with it. He, he's yeah. like, he's like you, know, you know what I mean? Just youth. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. so then... I, I never spoke to him, but like then I, I go to play with Guy King at the Chicago Blues Festival right. a few years back. It was like the first time I was going to play at this thing. And I'm I'm standing there with Susan, like we're watching Guy do a couple tunes. And I look across this long grass, and there he's looking at me. And I'm yeah. like, he's looking over here. She's like, well, what? And I go, I think he's going to come over here. She's like, well, so what? And I'm like, well, you know what I mean? And he comes, he comes all the way across this lawn, and I'm like, you know what I mean? I'm thinking, oh, here it comes. You know, he goes, you know, I know we got off on the wrong foot to start with, but I really like what you do. And I was like, Good. I was like, oh, yeah. you know, but so he's, I mean, they were, and let me tell you. Uh, I like that about him, that he can, I, he, he can admit that. They yeah. blew my mind so many yeah. times because when we said, okay, and then I made the record, um, they have people that work there that will look and see if you have money coming to you that you don't know about. And this is like when the pandemic thing first started. I was down to like my last hundred and twenty bucks or something. Wow! Because right? it was just you know. Yeah, everybody was in that. But, and they call yeah. up and they said, "Hey, they found some money that you have that you don't know about. They can't wow. tell you how much it is, but if you call them and tell them, it was four thousand dollars." Wow! They saved my. I mean, it was like saved I was right ass, down to yeah. the last. Wow. You know what I mean? And, and they came up with that. Man, I was in tears, and I go. That's great. And I told myself, you know, I haven't even done anything yet. You guys have already done a bunch of stuff. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I really... That's a beautiful thing. Never, never in my life have I, I mean, you know, um, had that kind of... uh, I mean, like, every morning, all these people would call up from all over the globe asking me questions about specific tunes on this record, man. I was like, I was in tears all the time because that that has never happened like that. Right. And just their uh, influence on the whole thing, I was just like, suddenly... Uh, I was doing things that I've never even considered that I would do. That's Just awesome. talking, people asking me these specific questions about these tones. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, just at this point in my life, it really was like wonderful. Cause That's wonderful. Well, you deserve it, man. I mean, you know, I, you you've, know been, I mean, uh, you've been doing this a long damn time, and it's like, you know, you've... Uh, you, I mean, you know... You know like people, you, have been, people have been asking about you everywhere I've gone. You know, people would say, you know, what about Chris Kane? How come he doesn't play at this festival or whatever, that kind of thing. So, you I know, really, people, people know about you. It was just, it was just a, a matter of, you know. I've been very lucky, you there, yeah. I swear to God. And, you know, um, this whole thing that's with this uh, alligator, and then to, like, go on the blues cruises, you know, you never get to see some of these fellas because they're always doing the same thing, too. So it's like a place where everybody's there at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I enjoy that kind of thing. It's like that yeah. the, the night I played at your yeah. party was like, I mean, just fellas that I don't, I don't see that often. Right. But I love all of them. So it's just like, yeah. I had such a blast at that thing, yeah. man. That's great. Really yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, let's take a break. So I want to just throw the blanket in the uh, dryer. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> then we'll, we'll-